All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Uh, you know what? Uh, just download the new Booster Juice Rewards app. That's all you have to do. Uh, you can start earning berry points for delicious and uh, nutritional smoothies, uh, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we uh, welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Good morning, Spec. What's going on, Kev? Oh, not too bad. Everything's good. Good. You got your article written, I see, yesterday. Got, did you make it out to the lake in the afternoon then, or how'd it go? Yeah, yeah, got my stuff written, got out to the lake uh, in time to keep an eye on that. I, I didn't keep an eye on the first game, yeah. but I did watch the second one, the Texas game. Oh. Uh, they couldn't keep Garcia in the park again, <laughs> eh? So you're, I know you're a big baseball fan, and everyone knows you love baseball. I mean, you can't get a name like Home Run Spec if you if you don't, <laughs> if you're not. Uh, yeah. What do you make of that? Like, I mean, I love the whole what happened when, when he got plunked. Uh, well, you know, because he, he, he showed him up when he ran down the sidelines, uh, you know, the whole bit that ran down first baseline and the whole thing. And then he gets plunked and then he comes back and says, too bad. Sorry. Um, you know what? I'm better than this and I'm going to pound the snot out of the ball and rips the cover off it yesterday. And now Texas is in it. What do you, what do you make of the whole thing that happened in the last three games in that series with Garcia? Well, I mean, that's the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite hearing you great here. Okay, so that's the game. You know what? You, I, I don't believe that just because you hit a home run off me, I get to pound you in the ribs with a 98 mile an hour fastball. Like, mm-hmm. if that's how it worked all the time, we would run out of baseball players. <laughs> you know, that ball, I mean, you take that 98 mile an hour pitch right in the ribs, see how you feel. Holy man, that guy must be sore today. But, um, you know what? Sometimes it's uh, it's like Hudson Bay rules out there, right? Hockey's the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. It used to happen. There's certain things in hockey that were, you know, that night followed day. Like if you gave my star a cheap shot, you had to fight, and, and it happened every time. Now it only happens once in a while, but it still happens, mm-hmm. and it's the same in baseball. The rules from the 70s are gone, but every once in a while they rear their head, they're still around. So, you know what? Let the boys play. I, I'm not... I'm not going to freak out over a guy getting plugged once in a while. It's part of baseball. Can you hear me now, Spec? Yep, I got you. You got me now? Okay, yep. good. Okay, perfect. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fine with it as well, Spec. I got no problem with uh, with uh, him getting plunked. And I'm, I got – I mean, he, he showed him up by the way he celebrated his home run in game five, got plunked. Everything's yep. fine. I'm fine. I think it's just that's yep. that's the way it goes, and I think it's good for the game. I think it's great that he came back and had a game for the ages. He had 15 RBI. He's almost got uh, the amount of RBI. He's got a fifth of what Vladimir Guerrero had the entire season. That's how that's <laughs> that's, that's how good it is. So yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he's got a clutch bat, man. He's got a clutch bat oh, there for sure. You know what? Texas really took that series away. Like they were they were down three to two. They mm. won the last two in Houston. And uh, by the time that thing was over, who, you know, is anyone going to argue who's the better baseball team? Nope. Uh, Houston could not keep keep Texas in the ballpark. That's all there was to it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they hit uh, thirteen home runs uh, in Houston, and that's a that's a bit of a band wow. box in there. So I mean, everyone goes for the Crawford seats and left. The, I mean, we've seen the the Astro guys uh, pound them out there as well all season. But uh, uh, anyway, looking forward to, to game number seven tonight between the Phillies and, and uh, D-backs, and then uh, the World Series can get uh, going. It, it, it's too long, too, isn't it? Don't, uh, nope. I mean, right now, don't you wish it would be 
I mean, already game two or three of the series already? Uh, well, listen, they go into November now. I know, right? it's too long. To call, R- R- Reggie Jackson was Mr. October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, now they have a Mr. November. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And we're not... We're, and so, we're, yeah, everything goes... Sorry? Yeah, and we're not talking mustaches. No, we're not talking... It's the right. It's yeah. not the mustache month. So everything goes too long. We talked yesterday about hockey going too long on Gregor's show. Like, mm-hmm. hockey needs to get its calendar sorted out. They they keep... Every year they come up with a new excuse why the cup's going to go until in June 24th. And then it pushes the draft back. And then it pushes free agency to the July 1st weekend, right? Yeah. You know, so... Uh, everybody needs, you know, it's the, the juggling act is revenue versus convenience and revenue wins every time. And it's the same with baseball. They got to play 162 games. They spread their playoffs out. Now we're into November and nobody likes it, Mm -hmm. but they're making money. So the, the accountant beats out the schedule maker in every sport every day, Kev. That's how it works. You, you bet it does uh, for sure. Mark Spector with us on uh, Sports 1440. So uh saw you down at practice yesterday and in the room after, and you ended up talking to a few guys. What was the, uh, I guess, the genesis of what you were kind of working on and uh, what you wanted to kind of uh, uh, talk to a few players about yesterday? Well, you, you know, just because McDavid's not playing, it's not an excuse to lose hockey games. I mean, you lost hockey games when he was playing. You know, this team has to come together. Zach Hyman told me, he said, this is where you become a team. Mm-hmm. We need the whole team here. We don't have another Connor McDavid walking in the locker room here, to, you know, in the next week. So he says, we all got to get better. Every guy's got to eat up a little bit of that ice time. Every guy's got to raise his level. And it's a very good hockey team and a good looking roster without Connor McDavid on it. Like there's no, there's no excuse to come out here and lose a bunch of games just because you don't have your captain, figure it out and play better. And, and I think every guy in the room feels the same way. They, I think there's an element of that team that wants to prove they can win games without Connor McDavid as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, when McDavid was out three, four years ago, they played pretty well, different team, different schedule, uh, not as deep, so you would think they have the opportunity here if uh, everyone starts uh, producing a little bit more than what they have to even uh, better that mark. They were 3-2-1 and one, um, over that span a couple of years ago when McDavid was out. So uh, we've talked about the usual suspects. You also had a good little chit-chat with Evander Kane yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talked about how uh, we asked, I asked him about, you know, Scott Oak mm-hmm. situation. And, you know, he thought he got the bad raw into that deal because on that internet clip that everybody saw, they didn't have the question. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't include Scott Oak's question. He thought it lost a lot of context. And I'll tell you what, I, like, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm the first guy to call a player out for, for putting himself ahead of the team or any of those things. I, I mean, I got to stand on my record here. Yeah. But when I heard that, I just saw a guy that, sure, he got demoted to the third line, so he had a little less ice time, but there was also a ton of penalties in the game. When I heard his quote about how I had only played a few minutes, so I went out and got in a scrap to get in the game, I didn't hear it. It didn't hit my ears as a guy complaining. It hit my ears as a guy who said, I'm sitting on the bench, I'm you know, I'm not playing a lot of special teams, and I had to get myself into the game. I didn't clip went viral on sportsnet.ca everybody was looking at it and talking about how now i see dave staples writing about some controversy or whether it exists or i thought it was nothing man i really did i thought it was nothing i did too uh and, and again it's the context of everything that you see hear and read in its entirety so um where do you see 
um, I guess what you're going to see uh, Evander Kane on the power play now with Connor McDavid out on the on the first unit. Uh, how much of a different look will we see uh, as opposed to what we have seen with Connor McDavid out there now that Kane is on that number one unit? Well, I think it needs to simplify. I mean, there's two things. Connor McDavid is the human zone entry. Right. One of the key reasons why Edmonton power play is so good is even when you ice it, they never take two or not never, but yeah. very seldom do they take two tries to get set up in your zone. Their zone entries, because Connor McDavid's the guy bringing it in, their zone entries are the best in hockey, you know, because he's the best zone enterer in hockey, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing. They got to figure that out. They, their zone entries won't be as good without Connor McDavid, I'm here to tell you. The other thing I'll say is it probably needs to simplify. And I think it did even with McDavid. I think the Bouchard shot from the point we need to see more of. They got to get more pucks at the net. You know, this power play wants to pass and pass and pass and pass until someone's shooting in an empty cage. Uh, Hopefully without McDavid, they'll kind of simplify this thing and fire some shots. Get it to Kane in the bumper position and let him wire a wrist shot or two from there. Right. Get it to Bouchard. Shoot from the point. You know, and that's when the chaos starts. Robbie Brown always says, and he's so right, the minute there's a shot from the point, everything breaks down because no one knows where that rebound's going to go. And that's how, you know, the orders are pretty good. They got Hyman to pounce on pucks. They got Dreisaitl can bury him. You got Kane. You got Nuge. I-, I would like to see a simpler power play with more shots and maybe score some ugly goals. Those goals count too, right? They do, for sure. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that. I would even see... Um, Maybe a little more, uh, maybe putting Kane and Hyman maybe flanking each side of the of the net instead of having kind of one guy in the middle of the net as it's been Hyman, um, you know, mostly obviously in the number one unit. But you could put Kane and Hyman both down there and kind of work it around to set up that shot. Either it could be from the other flank with Nugent Hopkins or it could be from up top at the top of the box uh, with uh, Evan Bouchard. So uh, have you been... Could, listen, yeah. you got a couple of really good guys to collapse to the net. Yeah. You just got to get the puck there. Get the puck there. And I trust in the, the four guys they have down low... You know, that's a pretty good skill. Those guys should be able to do something with a rebound, right? We'll see why not. Um, what have you seen from the – did you like the Oilers' penalty kill the last uh, game? Did you like it or not? Well, it was better last game. Yeah, it was better last game. Okay. You know, they've, they've struggled this year. That PK has been bleeding goals. So, yes, it was – It was. I mean, what did Winnipeg do? I'm trying to remember. They scored the shorthanded goal yeah, on Skinner. that's the one. And was their other goal uh, even strength to power play? Uh, I can't remember. It, it was a, you know what it was, Spec? It was exactly when Leon came out of the box. Do you know what you remember? It was, oh, that's it was, right. It was right. exactly was in the box. so. It was right when he came out of the box. So like it was basically yeah. they didn't, you know they had to kind of look. A power play goal. Yeah, they had to look to see if, and I think it was it ended up to be a power play goal because they weren't sure well, exactly. Way. Yeah, either way. Either but, way, it's it's on your PK. You're you're so their PK. That's just another element of defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, this club started its season with a mantra of we have to clean up our own end. We can't you know we can't try to think we got to score four times to win every single night and they failed at that through five games they've given up tons of goals their pk hasn't been any good their goaltending's been average at best 
So, uh, and, you know, maybe another offshoot of McDavid's absence is you focus down on defense. We've all said it. I've said it more than anyone probably. This club's never winning anything if it thinks it's going to has to get to four or five every single night to win. And to this point in the season, they haven't solved that yet. So they got to be a, yeah. a they got to be a team that gives up two mm-hmm. way more often than they are. And I I think that that's what you're going to see here in the next week or so. Um, I would be stunned to see if uh, if you're giving up three plus. Uh, let's just say in the next three games. I mean, the wild card is the outdoor game. You never know conditions, etc., like that. But I would be stunned if if the Oilers are giving up uh, three or more tonight. Uh, or more yeah. than more than three uh, well, tonight, and then sis- yeah, systems play. Mm-hmm. They got to figure this out. Like you know, and and, and the PK, the PK is huge because you're going to take penalties, and you you know it's they we've been through this, man. The difference between a a pretty good team and a champion is is almost never goals scored, right? It's goals allowed. And and this team's always the top scoring team in the league, or right up there. And I think last year they were 17th in goals against, and they vowed to get that into the top 10 this year. And right now they're in the deep 20s. So mm-hmm. that I think it will change. But I'm here to tell you, if it doesn't change, we're going to be awful. Uh, we're going to have a lot of free time in April and May, pal. So uh, you get to put the feet up at the uh, Yellowstone uh, cabin tonight and uh, watch the game. Is that how it works out there? No, I'm back in the city. Here. Oh, I'm you are. City. Oh, oh yeah. Got a few things going today. Got a Sports Center <laughs> meeting this morning on the golf oh. tournament. We're already getting to work on that. And uh, giving blood this afternoon, as a matter of fact, <laughs> and then a hockey game tonight. So I got a full slate, pal. Oh man, that you you must have had to take a weekend off uh, from the the craft beer to give blood today. <laughs> hey, I'm a regular donor, pal. I know you are. How many have you done so far? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere in the somewhere around forty or something. Good like for that. you. Good for you. Yeah. Well, what the hell? You got to yeah. do something. Out well, there. you get that cookie, and you're fine, right? You're just just fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, listen, I'm I'm one of those guys, like, I feel like when you need blood, mm-hmm. you're going to be darn happy someone's out there giving it, yeah. and uh, you know what, I got time in the afternoon to slip down there for an hour, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, good for you for doing that, Spec. Good for you. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, we will uh, All right, brother. check in later in the week and talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, Spec. Sounds good, pal. All right, that's uh, On the Mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic, grain-fed, free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrreuter.ca as we... Welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Good morning, Frank. Kevin, how you doing? Oh, just great. Anything going on in Philly tonight? Uh, no, not <laughs> not the first game seven in the 141-year history oh. of the Philadelphia Phillies. Fledgling so, franchise, 141 years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the question is, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. I'm still trying to make up my mind. Don't have tickets, but mm-hmm. I kind of feel like a true fan digs digs through and finds a way to get there for game seven well and i mean every time you go there they win having said that they've been winning at home except for last night right every game i in went October. last night oh, you did. Was, okay yeah no bueno so, so i'm what, like should i stay away or what i don't know i i, I think you got to go no, if, if you to do can. With me, right no but if you can i mean as you said first time in 140 years 
So, uh, what did you think of the game know. last night? Uh, I thought they just were trying to hit a home run every time they came up to the plate, mm. and the bats are cold. Tough place to be. Um, what do you think when Merrill Kelly got pulled? They've been doing that all series, to be honest. Yeah. The Diamondbacks have been pretty quick with the the yank, and it's worked out pretty well for them so far. So, don't uh, I wouldn't second guess it too much. No, because it worked out perfectly uh, for them. So, uh, game number seven tonight, and the winner goes on to play uh, Texas uh, in the World Series. So, uh, and you're on your way out here tomorrow, or is it Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna have to move our our normal Thursday to Friday this week, if that works. For you, you betcha. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. So, uh, and you're bringing the whole family? Yep, uh, wife and kids. Everyone's excited. Oh man! And you're gonna go to the game Thursday and obviously Sunday. Yep. Oh man, let's just you just got to uh, show them what a real hockey town's like. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not it's not going that well right now, as uh, as you know, Frank. Uh, one, three, and one, and in uh, Minnesota. How about in, just from a, an Eastern standpoint? What do you see? And I guess now with Connor McDavid out, probably will miss the Heritage Classic. But uh, your thoughts just on the Oilers from an overall perspective out east? Yeah, I'm not entirely certain that's going to be the case. By the way, you think he's going to um, play? I think they purposely worded their press release on Sunday indicating one to two weeks to allow for the possibility of it. You know that he's going to want to be out there Mm -hmm. and just look historically at his track record of getting ready, coming off of a knee injury a couple summers ago to be ready for opening night. He's a, a quick healer, someone that does everything necessary to possibly rehab and give himself a chance. Look at the Calgary Flames and Rasmus Anderson appealing the suspension. They're trying to get him back for the Heritage Classic. You know that everyone wants to be part of that Battle of Alberta to to really kind of kick off the year. And whatever has happened up to this point for the Oilers, you know, I think one of the disappointing things has been work ethic and effort. And not all of it, you know, there's going to be mistakes made. Mm-hmm. That's the That's how hockey works. Um, it's a game of mistakes, but I think the one thing that's unacceptable for Oiler fans across oil country is, is seeing a team that doesn't show up to work. And when I got a firsthand viewing of this team last week in Philadelphia, that was one thing that really stood out. The flyers don't have much talent, but they bring their lunch pail every day. They sure do. Frank Saravalli with us on uh, Sports 1440. You did mention Rasmus Anderson. Do you like that number four? Do you think it gets upheld? Where are we going with that? I do think it gets upheld. The the hearing, the appeal hearing was held yesterday. I'd imagine we'll have an answer here from the commissioner in another day or two. And I, I think it gets upheld because there's so many different layers to the the hit that I don't like. I don't like the angle of attack. I don't like that he leaves his feet. I don't like that there was really more than anything, the situation. It's the dying seconds of a game and you're down two goals. Mm -hmm. You don't get to just take your frustrations out on someone uh, with a dirty hit. Not in 2023. That may have worked back in 1983 when there was no Department of Player Safety and, frankly, the only way to really get suspended was to – take a a VHS tape and FedEx it to someone, but that doesn't work now and you can't make that hit. So I'm fine with four games. I think it's, it's just the right number. Um, And 
we'll see what the commissioner says, but the department of player safety is pretty process driven. So unless there's a fault with either their precedent or process, I have a hard time believing that the commissioner is going to sort of slap down his own department and reduce this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Saravalli with us on Sports 1440. The NHL, uh, with this NHL edge player tracking, can you kind of discuss what that's all about? Uh, do you like it? Is it great for the league, great for fans? I think it's great for fans. It's it's actually really helpful for media as well mm-hmm. from our perspective. Up until yesterday, the only way to find out some some detailed statistics about you know how fast a player skates how hard a shot was specific shot location detail uh particularly when it comes to looking at goaltenders and evaluating their play none of that was available before the nhl launched this edge portal that is now up on nhl.com and i think it's a game changer in terms of how we quantify someone specifically like Connor mcdavid you know, so much of what he does, you can only describe it with adjectives and it's, you know, you run out of words pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but if you can now add some proper context to what Connor McDavid is doing, how fast he entered the zone, uh, how hard the shot was, where it came from, I think that really helps better describe the game. And it also can allow a fan to just be curious and page through that and see, hey, Rasmus Kapari, really? He's been the top speed in the NHL this season from the Winnipeg Jets. I, I would have never connected elite speed with Rasmus Kapari, but yet now here we can. Well, he's a good player for sure. And one um, player that kind of caught my eye in daily faceoff that uh, that your site kind of talked about was, uh, was Quinton Byfield. And, uh, I mean, this is a big, big rig out there and he's he's got the body makeup of like a like an NFL tight end this guy's a monster out there and he's fast so can you just kind of look at that for a a player's perspective on a guy like Quinton Byfield well it changes my perspective of Quinton Byfield Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at him going hey this is a guy that was the number two overall pick obviously a a big big boy as you mentioned at 6'5 and probably playing closer to 230 but what's been so disappointing about Quinton Byfield is he, it, it always seems like he's just scratching the surface. And now he's into his fourth NHL season. He hasn't been in the NHL full time for all four of those years. But still, you look at his production, 53 games last year and just three goals. Mm-hmm. 40 games the year prior to that, his 19-year-old season, he had just five. And you're saying... Why are they so, you know, it's easy to be enamored with the big frame, but then you add in some speed with the big frame and you say, okay, let's see if we can teach him some of the other parts of the game to really turn him into something. And so you see that and you go, oh, that adds a dimension Mm -hmm. to what Quentin Byfield does that I didn't really have full context and appreciation for. Maybe I kind of look at him a little bit differently now. Do Do you think he's just scratching the surface and is he ready to explode? I, you know, I've sort of been waiting for it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the difficulties now in LA is that you've got a center group that's really going to make it difficult for him to be at that, be an impact guy at that position. So what they've done is sort of moved him over to the wing and hope that he's someone that um, breaks through on the wing. He's getting an opportunity now with Andre Kopitar, which, you know, should, and Adrian Kempe, which should lead to more production. But 
if you can't do it on the wing and can't do it with those really skilled players, to me, I don't know. Uh, this is I think this is a big year. Yeah. I don't want to say make or break, but like if you're still scoring three or five goals and only hitting 20 points, you know, at some point the projection, the scratching the surface has to turn into reality. And, you know, now being in a fourth NHL season, like you, you got to really begin to produce. Yeah. You know, he, he could be a reclamation product for another uh, project for another team, you know, next year, as you said, this is a big, big year for him. Uh, Frank, what's, uh, what's going on with the draft uh, decentralization? Uh, are we close to kind of figuring out what's going on with the NHL there? We're not close yet. Uh, in fact, Teams have until today to submit their ballots as to what they'd like to do. The NHL is leaving it up to teams. And they said, look, if you want to continue on in the same way that we have been for the last, you know, 35, 40 years, we're fine with that. But if you'd like to change it up, we're open to something different. And so the ballot was really simple, as it was explained to me. Indicate your selection by checking a box and send it back by Tuesday, October 24th. So we should know more in the next you know, few days and or weeks. But some of the teams that I had talked to, the more traditional managers and front offices, they, were, they like the way it's set up now. They like having everyone in the league in one city. And there's a lot of the more, I would call them newer school guys that are saying, this is the dumbest thing we do every year. <laughs> is is fly everyone to one city and stand in front of each other and do our business when we could be doing it in the comfort of our war room, not just save money, but be more productive. You think it'd be just basically identical to what the NFL does then? Something like it, a party where you have the top prospects and, you know, the commissioner and whoever else, some media in a, in a city and 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 make it more of a festival type atmosphere it's in the summer Mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity to do so and then yeah have each you know cameras in each war room kind of like we had during the the covid draft the alexi lafreniere draft and you know you get a peek of what each team is is up to and doing and um i don't know i think that's a fine way to do business think about all that occurs around then it's not just the draft but it's teams hustling to the draft then back home and setting up for free agency like it's it's we're talking about a couple days now in between mm-hmm. and so you've got draft free agency followed right by development camp and those are like th- three of the biggest pieces of business you do all year if you're an NHL GM or front office you want to make sure that you're not wasting 2 days traveling back and forth to wherever it's from. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Frank Saravalli with us on Sports 1440. Uh, as you make your way here to Edmonton, Frank, it's a big week, obviously, with the Heritage uh, Classic on Sunday. But on Thursday, the New York Rangers are here, and the Oilers will induct two players uh, onto the uh, Oilers Hall of Fame and in the Ring of Honor. And their names will be going up Thursday during the Rangers game before it. Uh, one of them, uh, well, Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite. So Doug Waite, being an American, uh, what have you made of Doug Waite and what his contribution was to not just uh, Edmonton, but to the entire NHL, one of the top American players ever. Yeah. And, and certainly would hold that reign. Um, I think back to that 1996 world cup of hockey that really kind of for the first time since 1980 put USA hockey back on the map. Um, I was actually at those games in Philly as a kid and they were some of like my fondest childhood memories, getting a chance to see, you know, if you're a Flyers fan or a Philly native growing up, Eric Lindros and John LeClaire going toe to toe on opposite sides. And then you add in 
the the Doug Waite and Bill Guerin connection yeah. that has just stood the test of time and and always will. Uh, it was exciting to catch up with Bill Guerin last week, and he was mentioning how excited he is to get to Edmonton this week to be back there and to celebrate Doug Wade. He said, wouldn't miss this for the world. And for those two guys, proud Americans, you know, carving out um, an exceptional tenure in Edmonton and and really Doug Waite, um, just the consistency with which he played. He was one of those guys. You never had to question whether yeah. he was going to show up or not. Always brought it. And, you know, for someone that, you know, may not have been that familiar with with Edmonton before. Certainly left a dent and an impression on the place. And you, you know what he uh, he was such a fan favorite here through a time that was very difficult um, mm-hmm. because the Oilers, uh, you know, in the in the the time that he was traded to the late nineties with the ownership change, uh, the very very real. Uh, and it wasn't even a threat, the very, very real possibility of mo- moving uh, to Houston. Uh, Doug Waite was the guy, the kind of guy that kind of held it all together. And, and as you mentioned, uh, the bond that he has and will always have with Bill Guerin is uh, very, very special between the two of those guys. So, uh, so Frank. Pretty what, awesome, too, oh, um, before yeah, we wrap, yeah. just the first round excitement that was around those Oilers teams those years the upsets, the thrilling series, like that was Mm -hmm. some really memorable hockey of the decade for Edmonton. Well, again, because, you know, the salary situation, I mean, Dallas and Colorado were the big bad teams of the West as far as Detroit. uh, And Detroit. The Oilers never played them, but, you know, they always played Colorado or Dallas, it seemed, uh, every first or second round. And they had to battle the salary situation with those teams having three or four dollar was not everything was set up the way that it is now i mean it was a huge disparity between the big boys and a smaller market team like edmonton oh i mean and all the great shots as you said like you know the the kelly buckberger goal the todd marchant goal i mean you know the celebrations uh, you know curtis joseph i mean those were uh great times forward to seeing so many of those guys in edmonton this week i i got a peek at the the list the alumni roster in town and it is quite impressive well we're gonna have grant fear on he's our co-host on uh every tuesday 9 to 11 so he'll be on his way uh here on wednesday they've got a big uh, event friday night at rogers place i'm not sure if you're able to attend that but it's kind of a, a fan a forum uh for everyone kids can come to that too so maybe you can nice. s- sneak into that uh, frank as well so look forward to seeing you when you get into town uh so enjoy what, whatever you do tonight uh, but it's going to be an interesting night in philadelphia thanks frank yep no doubt thanks kevin all right that's Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff and our Mr. Rooter headliner. There is a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. Uh, Duke, have you got all your, like, is everything in order at the farm? Is everything, have you have you got the, the word f- about everything being in order? Like, I mean, the faucets, the everything else that we've talked about. The, just to get ready for winter, you know? I haven't got the, the all clear yet, but I am heading back to the farm uh, this weekend. The uh, the old senior hockey team in Delburn's making their uh, home opener Saturday night, so I'll be popping down <laughs> to the farm Saturday during the day before heading to the Delburn Agriplex to uh, call the game for the uh, the home opener of the senior outlaws. You're doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did it last year as well. What it's, day uh, is since this? A Saturday night. Um, oh, boy. Anybody uh, keen on watching some top-tier senior hockey? <laughs> senior How come you're not hockey? playing? Well, a combination of A, living up here, uh, driving down for practice a couple times a week, and uh, this current state of my knee. It's uh, a torn ACL is fine to play beer league oh, on, but uh, on, senior Duke. hockey, skating around at Put full Put on tilt. a brace. 
I don't care for that. I uh, I'm I like to raw dog it when I'm playing. Uh, fifth line center text in <laughs> raw dog it one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Fifth line center says, uh, uh, you guys don't think Bettman won't want the stars playing in the NHL revenue game? Uh, he will reduce the Rasmussen suspension so that he can play. Uh, I don't know. Um, Craig in Red Deer says, Morning, Kevin. Got to disagree with you on wishing MLB playoffs would hurry and finish. We have more teams making the playoffs now, which is great. It's way more exciting now than it was even 10 years ago. Okay, not saying that um, they would hurry and finish. I never said that. I just said it's too long. And I think Speck agreed that it's just a little bit too long. If if they um, go the distance in the World Series, I think we're looking till November 4th. World Series doesn't start till Friday. So you got two days off after tonight. So World Series starts Friday, could go all the way till November 4th. Jordo, the Duke, likes to raw dog it. Yes. Uh, don't you dress McDavid for the game anyway? It's not like they can dress anyone else. What if he goes to the shootout and he scores? Uh, Bones, when did Rasmussen, Rasmussen become a star? True. Uh, very true. I don't know. Uh, the, the fifth line center, yeah, a star, yeah. Uh, did one of your texters just call Rasmus Anderson a star? Yeah, <laughs> that comes from B. Uh, uh, side bet, I will deliver coffee to you guys if I'm wrong. That comes from fifth line center. That means as far as the suspension getting reduced, I assume? You think it goes down to three games? Does that get him in the game? He sat out one game already, I think. Uh, yeah, the first game was kind of served in waiting on yeah. Sunday there against the Red Wings. So three three to go. I, I'm kind of on Frank's side on this. I think it will probably be served to completion. And uh, I get where the fifth line center, our texter, is coming from saying, um, yes, Bettman probably wants the Stars playing in this game. But more so in agreement with the rest of the texters flooding in here now saying, <laughs> I'm not sure Rasmus Anderson is necessarily the big draw. No, I, I don't know if a single person out of the 50,000 plus that are going to be at Commonwealth on Sunday are there to watch Rasmus Anderson play. Um, I And this I don't think is a real possibility, but I think it would be more likely that um, the NHL, you know, tries to put a little internal pressure on the Oilers to get McDavid ready to go. I don't think that happens, no, but that's a more, re- that's a more realistic um, in terms of believability than, the, than Bettman reducing Anderson's suspension so he can play to improve the draw. So Frank is way more in the know than anyone. He says that the way the Oilers worded the release is that he believes McDavid will play on Sunday. So we know he's not playing tonight. We assume he's not playing Thursday against the Rangers. We assume that if it's week to two weeks. Uh, It is one week exactly, technically, when they announced that he was one to two weeks. Um, Jordan says... This isn't raw dogging season, Duke. <laughs> Chapstick. Chapstick is a must with these dry conditions. I don't know, Duke. You're, I'm, you're getting... I'm, always, I'm always strapped to the lip chap in my pocket. That's, uh, yeah, that's something you're... I brought from the, the farm days. The, the wind howling on my face all day really dries it out. But no, I'm, uh, I, I'm not going to argue with Jordo here. I'm, I'm not putting a knee brace on regardless what I'm playing. I, I don't care. That's that's my form of raw dog. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Team Dean says Rasmus Anderson should get an extra game for being ignorant, ignorant enough to appeal the suspension. Um, <laughs> here's a good one, actually, from Rockford. Hey, what's the over-under on the number of Rasmus Anderson uh, jerseys in the crowd 
for the Heritage Classic. I'm betting the under. How many would you see out there? Not many. Half dozen? Maybe. I'm sure there's a lot of... Hey, you... I'll set the line at nine and a half. Okay. Nine and a half. So how many Calgary fans do you think are making the trip up for this? 5,000? 10,000? Yeah. Uh, somewhere between that number. Okay, I think. so you yeah. say seventy five hundred Calgary fans. Sure. Okay, so obviously when the Oilers Entertainment Group put the, you know, you, you release certain amount of tickets. These are you know you got your season tickets. Da 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 da. Then you've got uh, uh, releasing a group of tickets. Then they said we've got another group of tickets. So you're you're always careful of how you release those tickets because you don't want a whole block being bought by Calgary fans. Could you imagine? three, four sections of all Calgary fans. I don't know. Um, do you guys know if they're doing park and ride for the Heritage Classic? That comes from Joey. That would be going on all over the city, park and ride. Uh, getting to Commonwealth Stadium is difficult. Not easy. It's, <laughs> I'll tell you what, going to Commonwealth Stadium this last year was easy. <laughs> and there was... You could park in the, if you had a parking pass. There was lots of spots in the in the lots to park because they just didn't have any fans. Um, imagine if they don't announce Connor is playing or not, and he comes out of the tunnel for the game. The place will explode. This is my dream from Jordo. Can't wait. So no Heritage Classic tickets for season ticket holders. That's correct. I made a mistake on that, but because we talked about that yesterday, but they do release it in blocks in the sense of. Um, Certain areas are for certain people, etc. And then a month or two later, they announced more tickets uh, for sale, things like that. Uh, we better take a, a break here, Duke. I think we're uh, I went way over the, the budgeted time. So uh, when we come back, top of the hour, Grant Fuhrer will join us, co-host, uh, a little bit later. We got one more break after this too, don't we? Holy smokes, I'm just yakking too much. Uh, so Grant Fear at the top of the hour on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, that's a classic, isn't it, Duke? It's one of your favorites, isn't it? Really? Would well, that be Clint Black, Would yeah. that be Aaron Goodwin approved? I would think so. I would definitely think so. That was another. He, he was fun in here last. That was last I Wednesday. I think he had a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably I mean, not as good of a time as he had... Uh, last Wednesday night at Cook <laughs> County, but still a good time for 10 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. I was shocked you didn't make it to Cook County. I know you had a game. I I'm was committed, shocked. committed to the squad. Eh, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, this text comes in. I'm not sure who it's from, but it seems like it could be from a Calgary guy. So, And we were talking about season tickets and Heritage Classic, and I guess I'm just not sure about it. Uh, I have a Heritage Classic ticket I got from my dad's friend, and it says right on the ticket, Calgary Flames season seat holder presale. Uh, I don't know what to, to say about that. Uh, not sure. Um, Jordan is helping out with the parking. Park downtown, underground, using Spot Hero. Take the train. Very good. Very wise. Um, parking will be almost non-existent down there. I, you know, every time there's a great cop or, I mean, I can't remember the last time there were 35, 40,000 fans in there. You have to think about that. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Um, we were trying to get Trey Ford on today. Didn't work out. Uh, unfortunate, seeing the season is over for the Elks. They had a final media availability yesterday. 
requested Trey Ford and was told that he's traveling all day today. So was not available to come on uh, from 7 to 11. So unfortunate for Elks fans that would have liked to hear uh, from Trey Ford traveling today, all day. Um, have you got that Evander Kane clip uh, ready to rock and roll, Duke? Um, so yesterday, and we touched on with Mark Spector about uh, Scott Oaks' second period interview, I guess, with Evander Kane Saturday night, and Evander Kane was asked about it uh, yesterday. Here was his response. But, but that's because, and I just said in my earlier earlier, earlier they, they clipped my just my answer. Did, yes. did you hear a question? In no, the no, so right, so they say so right. no context, right? That's why so we're that, here. but that's why they run a TV show, right? And they're trying to create something to talk about. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to the question. All I'm doing is responding to what the question was. What was the question? Uh, the question was, you know, what was that? Kind of just to try to help find your game. And, you know, you've been working the last couple of things. You were on fire in the second period there. And I said, yeah, I played three minutes in the first, which was a fact. I got into a fight, which was a fact. And then I sat in the box for eight minutes, which was another fact. So I really don't understand what the problem is with, with, with what I said. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it was kind of funny. And, I mean... If you ever interview Evander Kane, he lays it out there. He's not, uh, he's he's the um, Craig Button of answers, man. He's not indifferent. He's telling you exactly what's on his mind. Uh, he's been around long enough. Uh, he's had to answer difficult questions regarding off-ice stuff. So I think uh, he's not one to, I guess, shy away from a, a question or give... The answer. Uh, maybe Gus in the hood is helping us a little bit with these. Uh, the question about season tickets, etc. Season ticket, season seat holders had an early chance to purchase Heritage Classic tickets. So maybe that's where this guy that got his ticket from a dad's friend that said Calgary Flames season seat holder presale. Maybe that's what it's all about. I don't know. All we know is that there's tickets available. Uh, I think people. There's another aspect. I mean, in the Oilers say Connor McDavid's not playing uh, all week. Uh, people would probably go on a whim, wouldn't go, uh, I'm going to go to the game. Would that, Duke, would that influence you? If you were on the fence this week and going to buy an upper-level ticket where you, you're just going to have a few beers and experience the atmosphere because you can't see anything from there, um, but you're going to go and experience the atmosphere. Connor McDavid not playing 100%, do you say, I'm not going? No, I I think you hit it perfectly there. That when you're going to a game like this, sure, would having Connor McDavid up against a Sidney Crosby or a Connor Bedard or something really um, juice it up a bit more? Sure, but for me personally, I would be going, like you said, for the experience to to witness Commonwealth uh, full for the first time in Lord knows how long, um, save maybe some concerts in the summertime, mm. uh, to, to see the game um, played down on the sheet of ice in the middle of the football field. It's a rivalry game against Calgary, regardless of who's on the ice for the Oilers. So for me, it doesn't make a difference. Like If I was going to go, I would be going regardless. If the Oilers still stunk, and this was the mid-to-2010s, and we're trending towards another first overall pick, but they were still lucky enough to get this game put on their schedule to commemorate the anniversary of the first one. I would still be going. It just mm-hmm. so happens I'm not able to go because of uh, prior commitments, and also <laughs> the uh, the price of a ticket plays yeah. a role into uh, into it as well. But if I was going to go, Connor McDavid playing or not playing would not have an impact on it. Uh, send us a text, one 401 1440 
Does that make a difference? If you were just kind of a last-minute thing, were you thinking about going to the Heritage Classic? Is it too much to go to the Heritage Classic? Are you still on the fence about going? Um, send us a text, one 401 Top of the hour, we will check in with uh, Grant Fuhrer, our co-host from 9 to 11 every Tuesday here in Sports 1440. Uh, we will also hook up with uh, Jonathan Giustini uh, from the Golden Bears uh, Football Club as the Bears take on uh, UBC this Saturday, 1 o'clock, and I think the Duke and I are going to the game. I'll be in the alumni room. Duke will be outside where it's cold. Uh, Ryan Carter, 920, Minnesota Wild uh, color analyst as the Oilers get set for uh, the Wild tonight. And then at a 10 o'clock, uh, looking forward to this, Eric Smith, uh, Toronto Raptors play-by-play man for uh, the Fan 590 in Toronto. Uh, Raptors get things underway tomorrow against Minnesota to tip off the season. So a lot of questions in Raptor land, and hopefully Eric can uh, shed some light on that. And then, hey, can you beat two Hockey Hall of Famers? Uh, 10-20, Rod Phillips, the former voice of the Edmonton Oilers for 37 years. He's got a banner at Rogers. Uh, he's in the uh, Hall of Fame, and uh, he'll be uh, raring to go with Grant Fuhr coming up at 20, uh, 10-20. Pardon me. Uh, before all that, here is a sports update with the Duke.